0: So how do you pray that for your kids? You might pray something like this. Read through the psalm with me as I change the words a little bit to fit your child. You might pray, Lord, bless my daughter. Block her from seeking counsel or friendship with people who are wicked. Instead, teach her how to find delight in your word. Lead her to think about it day and night. Make her like a tree planted by water, bearing fruit not withering, cause her to succeed in whatever she does. It's right there. So one thing I love about praying scripture is you know that when you use the words from the scriptures, you're praying God's will. And you're praying back to him the things that he has written in his word. So that's a way that you can, uh, an example of how you can pray through the psalms. The psalms have so many different scenarios that we can go to different psalms for very specific needs that our children are facing. Uh, Psalm 15 reads kind of like a checklist for good behavior. We all want kids to behave well, to grow up to be good people, good citizens. Uh, So we can pray this one for our kids. Lord, let my son be blameless. Let him do what is righteous. Help him to speak the truth and not slander others. Teach him to not do wrong to a neighbor. Help him keep his vows even when it hurts. And on like that. When our kids face relational conflicts, that can be particularly difficult for us as parents. We want to fight for our kids. We want to go and tell that, that bully or that friend who's betrayed them everything that they're doing wrong. Um, but the Psalms give us a lot of examples of that. And so we can go to the Psalms and pray for our kids. And the next couple of Psalms on your sheet have some different ways that we can approach these kinds of situations, excuse me. <clears throat> Psalm 7 is one that can be used during this time, and it starts out asking for protection. Lord, uh, let my son <clears throat> excuse me, take refuge in you. Save and deliver him from those who perf- pursue him, or they will tear him apart. That sounds like a mother's cry. Mm-hmm. But the next part of Psalm 7 is really startling, and I think it's really important. Listen to what it says as if you're praying for your child. Lord, my God, if my son has done anything... If there is guilt on his hands, if he has repaid a friend with evil or without cause has robbed his friend, then let that enemy pursue him. Let my son learn a lesson from this hard situation. Awake, my God, decree justice. Be my son's shield, God most high. Let him be upright in heart and save him. You see how that brings balance to the situation? We have to acknowledge that sometimes our children are part of the problem. And this psalm does that. It acknowledges that there are two sides. And God, help my son if he's being persecuted. But if my son is the persecutor, teach him a lesson so that he can be upright before you. Really important. But then in Psalm 9, same type of situation, but this appeals to the justice of God. There are situations in our lives and in our kids' lives where just injustice is being done. And this psalm, just acknowledges that God reigns. He has established justice. His throne is a just and righteous throne. And we can pray that for our children and with our children. And then it says, Those who know this about you trust you. It's hard to wait for justice. And our kids want to take it into their own hands. And this reminds all of us that God will just, 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 judge justly. That's a tongue twister for me. God will judge justly, we need to trust him. And sometimes that means we will see him work it out in real time, right before our eyes. Sometimes it means just resting in that waiting and trusting that God will be just in his timing. And we might not see it, but it helps to increase your children's faith when they can recognize that he can be their stronghold in that time of trouble, and they can trust him, whether they see him working out that justice or not. That's important. So those are a couple of psalms that can help us when our kids are in some conflict. Uh, We all have times of unanswered prayers, times when we think that something is happening that shouldn't be, and we've been praying or asking God, or uh, as a family we're struggling with it, or our kid is struggling over and over again. It can be anything. Relational. It can be a health problem. uh, It can be a child that doesn't have friends, and we pray over and over for that. And I was having a conversation with a friend recently, and I said, you know, sometimes I wish we could just say, God, would you hurry up? And she wisely said to me, you know what? I think we can. I think it's biblical. And so I started thinking about that response, and sure enough, in Psalm 13, it says, how long, Lord? It says it four times in this psalm, and that phrase is repeated in a lot of different psalms. How long, Lord? Hurry up, Lord. Can't you see what's happening over here? How long are you going to let that happen? That's an anguished cry from the heart of an honest person. And God's okay with that, or he wouldn't have put it in the scriptures. So if you're struggling with that, how long, Lord? And then I like how this psalm finishes. uh, But I trust in your unfailing love. My heart rejoices in your salvation. I will sing your praise. Let my kids sing your praise. Let my daughter trust in you, even in this waiting. Because you have been good to us. And maybe that's an opportunity where you can continue to pray and think of the good things that you can praise him for. Even in that situation, my son is learning to depend on you because his friends have betrayed him. My daughter is learning to cry out for strength when she's in physical pain. And those are good lessons that we are learning through this trial. So how long, O Lord? but I trust you." These are rich and beautiful lessons that we can learn in the waiting and we can be praying those things for our children. Uh, We also can teach the psalms to our kids and help them learn how to pray through those psalms. Psalm 55 22, cast your cares on the Lord and he will sustain you. He will never let the righteous be shaken. You might want to write that on a card and put it on your your child's wall and when they're struggling with something And they come to you at night or you're in their room tucking them in and they share something that's difficult you can say to them let's talk to the Lord it says here let's give him those things that we care about and he won't let you be shaken so let's go to him and talk about it and that hides his word in their heart and they learn that it's true and that they can do that very thing Uh, I used to play for my kids a CD back in the day, right, Um, of some songs called Hide Them in Your Heart, and it's scripture put to music. It's a great way for your kids to memorize scripture. Uh, There are three different versions, and um, my kids fell asleep to it every night for at least their preschool years. And one evening, I came in my son's room, and he was on his bed looking at his Bible, and he couldn't read yet, so I don't know what he thought he was looking for or how he was looking for it. But I said, what are you looking for? And he said, I'm trying to find that verse that said, when I am afraid, I will trust in you. He memorized it in that song, and he knew it was in the Bible. So I helped him find it, and we prayed that he would trust in the Lord because he was afraid in that moment. Uh, So those are rich lessons again. Psalm 8, I love this. Psalm 8 says that from infants and preschoolers, praise him perfectly. Instead of teaching your kids how to pray, sometimes listen to how they pray and remember that God is pleased with those prayers. Do you remember some of the first prayers that your little ones have prayed? I remember my my oldest son's first prayer, except for um, Nanku Jesus, that he said that for a long time, and then all of a sudden one day he started to pray and he had one eye open. Nanku Jesus nanko Nanku Fubani you for daddy. He just was looking around the room for whatever he could find to say thank you for. From the lips of infants and preschoolers, he's ordained praise. They praise him perfectly. And sometimes they'll ask for things that we think, oh, maybe they shouldn't ask for that. And then we see God answer. It's amazing. I love that God answers, find my lost lovey or find my Um, my lost softball, or I really want that toy and mom won't spend $150 on it. Um, And sometimes God is pleased to answer those prayers. I don't think because God cares about a softball, but because he cares about the faith of a five-year-old. And he wants to delight in them. He wants them to know that he is a God that they can go to. So we can learn lessons from our children as well. Another thing that I've been learning as I've been praying through the Psalms is that God has allowed me to be bold in what I pray because he's made some pretty bold promises. And the Psalms are full of those promises. Uh, it's common f- for psalmists psalmist to remind God of his promises, especially when it, comes, when it seems like God isn't fulfilling them. I read a phrase just last week in a book um, about suffering that said sometimes the psalmists throw God's promises back in his face. That sounds really bold and kind of offensive, but that's what it feels like in some of these psalms. So in Psalm 89, it's very long. I'm not going to read it all, um, but I, I was reading it again recently. I've prayed through the psalms so many times, but every time I come to a psalm, it's like I've never read it before. And uh, so I was reading through this, and some of you know that I will is my favorite phrase in the scripture. There are so many promises of God where he says, I will, I will, I will. And it's underlined every time in my Bible. And sometimes I'm like, oh, I will, and I underline it, and then it goes on and says, destroy the wicked. I'm like, oh, I underlined that. <laughs> uh, but here's all these I will promises to Israel. I will establish you. I will crush your foes. I will set um, the king's hand over the sea. Uh, you will call out to me. I will appoint you. And there's all these I wills. And I'm like, this is a great psalm. And then I turned the page in my Bible And the psalmist says, But God, you're not. Look at the state of your people. You made all these promises and you're not. Do you ever feel like that? It says, I will never, you say, I will never leave you. Where were you in that moment? It said, if we put our faith in you, you will protect us, but we weren't protected. We have those times when the promises of God feel empty or like he's forgotten them. And the psalmist acknowledges that and he writes about all these terrible things that are happening. And then in verse 49, he said, Lord, where is your former great love, which in your faithfulness you swore to David? Remember, Lord. That's it. Remember, Lord. I know there are promises. I don't see them happening. Remember. And maybe that's all we pray in that moment. And we throw God's promises back in his face. And then we put ourselves in a place where we start looking for how he's going to fulfill those promises in ways that maybe we weren't expecting and trust him anyway. We can pray in that same way. as your child facing danger from a health concern or, again, those difficult things that uh, kids go through in school? Psalm 91 is one of... Probably those of us that know the psalms, one of our favorites. Um, But look at the end of Psalm 91. Here are some promises you can throw back at the Lord. If your child's in a difficult situation, Lord, it says that if she calls on you, you will answer her. You will be with her in trouble. You will deliver her and you will honor her. With long life, you will satisfy her and show her your salvation. Lord, that is a promise. And I'm praying that for my daughter today. Remind God of his promises. He hasn't forgotten. But when we remind him of our promises, it brings us to a place where we start to believe them again. And we remember that he's even made those promises. Another similar style that's common is the, in the Psalms is reminding what, God what he has done in the past. And I love seeing that repeated theme throughout the scriptures. In Psalm 77, uh, Asaph is the author of this psalm, and I don't know who he is, just not David, I know that, but uh, he cried out in distress. He felt like God had abandoned him and that God wasn't hearing him, and he says, will the Lord reject forever? Has Has his promise failed for all time? There he is again. Where's this promise, Lord? Has his promise failed for all time? Here's the turning point, and I love this. And then I thought, to this I will appeal. Instead of the promises, to this I will appeal. The years of the right hand of the Most High, I will remember the deeds of the Lord. What God is so great as our God. Asaph remembered that God had done amazing things for his people in the past, and that story of deliverance from Egypt, and other stories of how God had been with them through amazing things is what Asaph was going to appeal to. He knew that those stories in the past showed God's character, and God hadn't changed. So I'm going to appeal to this, Lord. This is your character. You want to deliver us from evil. You want to protect us from harm. I'm going to talk about the past as I look to the future and put my requests before you. And when we pray that for our kids, we can appeal on the same basis. God, I read how you rescued Daniel from the lions. My son needs rescue. Would you do that again? Remember the past as you pray about the things that you're facing. Probably for me, my kids tell me a lot. My kids are 25 and 27, two boys. They tell me a lot that they know I'm praying for them and that they sense my prayers. And uh, sometimes I say, you know what, I'm praying, don't you? I'm like, yeah, I keep praying it, even though I'm praying against some of the things that they're doing. Um, But they know that. But for me, praying through the Psalms has increased my faith significantly, and it's brought me to a place of peace. I've recognized that I'm really not in control of my kids. When they were in my home, I knew who they were with. I knew not only the kids that they were playing with, but I knew the families of those children where they were spending the night or... Um, spending the dinner table or whatever. And, and then they went away to college. I didn't know anything about their friends, let alone their friends' families. Uh, and now they live away from us. And I don't know from day to day what they're doing. And I felt that sense of control, loss of control very quickly. Um, but looking back, I realized I didn't really have control even at this stage, right? We think we do because we do make decisions for our kids and we know where they are at all times. Uh, but praying the Psalms has... Um, helped me deal with that sense of loss and control. It was a deep grief for me at first, and a a lot of fear to lose that control. Uh, But praying the Psalms has helped me to look to the past to find hope for the future for my kids. Uh, God's character was seen in those mighty deeds in the past, and it gives me confidence to pray and trust that he's fully capable to do miraculous things today. And because I know that he's fully capable When he decides not to do those miraculous deeds, I know that he has something else in mind. Something more wise, something better. And I can put my trust in him, and there's peace in that. There's peace for my heart in that. I started this journey in prayer believing that it was a means to control still. Like, I'm going to pray really hard, and I'm going to pray the scriptures, because then God will fix these things that we're dealing with. Um, But... Every sign of my prayers not working just sunk me further into despair, and I would lose hope. And God gently, and sometimes not so gently, reminded me that He is in the business of transforming my children to be more like Him. And the best thing that I can do for them is to pray. Um, But He's going to do what He wants to do in His timing and in His way. Um, But praying through the Psalms has really helped me to surrender that control. Uh, One night... I'd been praying through the Psalms for a couple of years, and I had a dream. Uh, Just someone said Psalm 3, and I was like, okay, I woke up. That's weird. I don't know who that was, but I'm going to look up Psalm 3. I don't remember what that one says. Uh, So I'm going to read it for you, and if you don't mind, I'm going to change the pronouns to fit what I was praying at that time. Uh, Lord, how many are my son's foes? How many rise up against him? Many are saying of him, God will not deliver him from this. But you, Lord, are a shield around him. You're his glory, the one who lifts his head high. Let him call out to you, Lord, and answer from your holy mountain. And this next verse I took for myself because I was having some sleepless nights. (laughs) I lie down and sleep. I wake again because the Lord sustains me. And that is my testimony. The Lord sustains me. I will not fear. I don't fear for my sons anymore. Most days. I have some days. I will not fear, though tens of thousands assail my kids on every side. Arise, Lord, deliver my son, God. Strike all of his enemies on the jaw and break the lies of the wicked. From the Lord comes deliverance. May your blessing be on my son. That is hope. And those are God's words. And I don't know how God's going to answer that, but that is my prayer for my son. And that is your prayer for your kids, for your husband, for yourself. And these are his words so we know, again, that we're praying in God's will when we pray these things. God has started a good work in you if you have given your life to Christ. He is faithful to complete it. He started a good work in your husbands, in your children, those of us that have recognized that Jesus is our Savior and have put our trust in him. He started a good work, and he's the one that's faithful to complete it. I can preach. I can yell. I can text all the good things. I can say, watch this video and get back to me. (laughs) And I can't finish anything that I've started. God is faithful to complete what he started. Um, I'm going to close with this quick little story. Um, I had a couple of days where I just had a premonition And I, for me anyway, premonition is like a nice way of saying I was sinning in worry and anxiety, (laughs) obsessing about something that I thought was going to happen. I was fearing a phone call with bad news. I just had a sense that this was going to happen. And one uh, morning I got up and I had to teach at 8 and I just didn't have time to get in my chair and so I was getting ready. And you know the days when the tears are right here and if anyone just says the wrong thing or you think too hard about serious stuff, it's just going to all come out. That's how I was. And I, I just said, I got to get in my chair. I'm just going to read my psalm, and then I got to move on. So Psalm 112 was my psalm that day. Just so happened to be the, that's the psalm for that day. Praise the Lord. Blessed are those who fear the Lord. I have to get to work. I don't have time for this. Who find great delight in his commands. I should hurry up. Their children will be mighty. Their children will be mighty in the land. Okay, Lord, I needed this. The generation of the upright will be blessed. And then look at verse 6. Surely the righteous will never be shaken. She will have no fear of bad news. Wow. I was really fearful of bad news. And God spoke to my heart, and he said, you know, the bad news might come. I'm not telling you you're not going to have bad news. But you don't have to have fear of bad news. Your heart can be steadfast. You can trust in the Lord. Your heart is secure. You don't need to fear. In the end, you will look in triumph on the enemy. I needed to be in that place that morning. He spoke to my heart right in that right moment, right in that time. And I wasn't close to tears for the rest of the day. Um, He knows best. He knows what we need. And his, his word is full of the truth. I have seen over and over again. Um, how God has spoken to me in very specific ways. And sometimes I'll read something and I think, oh, that's kind of cool, but I don't know if that's really for me. And then an hour later, someone texts me that verse. And then, you know, that night, I see someone post that verse on Facebook. I'm like, okay, Lord, this one was for me. Uh, He repeats himself. And if we're in his word, we start to see how he speaks to us very, very specifically. Uh, We can trust him because we are secure. And his word is full of truth for us. I'm going to pray for you, and I want to pray um, Psalm 62 for you. And I didn't put it on the paper because I couldn't figure out which psalm I wanted to pray until this morning. So I'm going to pray Psalm 62 for you, um, starting in verse 5. Lord, I pray for these moms. I pray that they would find rest in you alone, that they would find their hope from coming from you. You alone are their rock and their salvation. You are their fortress. They will not be shaken. Their salvation depends on you, God. Their honor depends on you, not on how their kids turn out. It depends on you alone. Be their mighty rock. Be their refuge. Let each one of these moms trust in you at all times. Teach them how to pour out their heart to you. You are their refuge. One thing you have spoken, Lord, two things we have heard today, that you are strong and that you, O Lord, are loving. You love our kids, you love our families, and you love us. And surely you will reward each of us according to what we have done. Lord, I pray that these moms would learn how to find truth in your word and how to pray your word back to you, whether it's in the Psalms or many other places where there are good prayers and promises to be found. And Lord, most of all, I pray that each woman here would know what it means to have you as their savior and as their friend, and that you would speak truth through them to their children, that they can tell their children and their children's children, and that this faith that you've given to us would pass on from generation to generation. Thank you for your word this morning. We pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.